Today's podcast is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs is a really awesome SEO toolset powered by big data and very well known and respected in the SEO space. Ahrefs has all the tools you need as an SEO from keyword research to website audits, but mostly, mostly Ahrefs is well known for their impressive web crawler, which crawls 4.1 million pages every minute. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, get a chance on this podcast to win a free one-year subscription to Ahrefs. Just tweet, now listening to Search Engine Nerds podcast, and use the hashtag SEJPRIZE as one word to enter the giveaway. The contest will run from March 1st to April 1st. One winner will be drawn each week for four weeks, and winners will be announced on April 15th on SCJ Search Engine Journal. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Search Engine Nerds. I am your host, Brent Satoris, and today we are joined by Tim Solo who is the head of marketing at Ahrefs, an amazing tool. And today on this episode, we're gonna talk about keyword research and what you really need to know about picking the right keywords and where to focus your energy. And we're also gonna talk about content marketing for SEO. I hope you enjoyed the show. Hey Tim, it's great having you on the uh, show. Uh, really glad to have you here to talk with us today. Thanks a lot for inviting me. So uh, there's a couple different things that we can talk about, but one of the areas that I think is super interesting and super important for SEOs today really comes down to keyword research. Um, I think that it's, it's, it's one of those areas that I always kind of call like it's, it, it falls into the same place as like analytics where it's like the black box, right? It's like this, <laughs> this thing that people really want to do. Um, they want to do effectively, but very few people you know, actually follow through or even know how to follow through in, in properly doing keyword research. Um, I wanted to ask if you can kind of, you know, explain for our listeners, what is it, what's the approach to kind of start um, when you're starting to think about keyword research? How should you approach, you know, um, the entire, uh, you know, effort as a whole? Yeah, this is a great question. And first of all, uh, I'd like to address the comparison to analytics. Uh, I honestly think that keyword research is much, much easier than analytics uh, because analytics is mostly technical, while, uh, in my opinion, keyword research is largely uh, a creative practice. True. Uh, so, yeah, in terms of approaching keyword research, uh, as I was talking to a lot of our customers, I figured there are kind of two types of people who need to do keyword research. Uh, on one hand, we have people who already have some kind of business, some kind of website, uh, and they're looking to expand their presence in the search results to target like more relevant topics and such. Uh, so kind of they they somehow already know what they uh, what, what they want to write about, what kind of pages and articles they want to have on their site. And on the other hand, we have people who are looking to start a website. They they don't know like what it's going to be about. They just know that they, they, they want to make money, probably with affiliate sales or something like this. And they're basically looking not for just uh, some keywords to target, but actually for a niche to target uh, and uh, to research that niche a little bit to see what kind of keywords are there and what kind of potential is there. So, like, 
which which of these two groups are we going to talk about? Well, I mean, I think it actually leads into another kind of point to address. I mean, I guess we would want to focus on the people that kind of know what they're looking for, but even the yeah. people who know who they look you know, who they're actually looking for. I hear it all the time from companies where I'm like, what are your keywords? And they're like, well, it's the, the, these group of words. And I'm like, well, that's not necessarily what people would search. You know, yeah. uh, there, yeah. there's a difference between what you know and what you don't know. But I would definitely say um, starting with a group of people who knows what they're doing, because most of our listeners are going to know what they want to target. They just don't know how to approach, you know, really picking the right keywords and knowing the difference between what they want and, and what their uh, audience wants. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I love uh, the point about uh, people having a website and having some product, but not really targeting uh, the way how people would search for it. This is very important, and I think this is kind of the core, the essence of keyword research. It is basically about knowing how people are actually searching for whatever you have there, like a uh, project or service or whatever. And this is uh, why we need the keyword research tools. Basically, the, the kind of primary and the first keyword research tool that people uh, start playing with is, of course, AdWords, the Google Keyword Planner. Uh, this is actually a tool for advertisers, so it's not so good for SEO practitioners. Uh, but still, when you're starting out, you can get uh, a lot of insights from Google Keyword Planner. And this is a great starting point. So basically, uh, if you put uh, whatever your product or service is, how would you describe it in the words, uh, into Google Keyword Planner, uh, it will show you quite a few keyword ideas. Uh, usually they cap it around like 500 or 700, mm -hmm. uh, but this is already enough uh, for you to see what are the other keywords relevant to what you just entered. So uh, all you need to do is enter the product, but uh, I'm not saying to enter the brand name of a product. Uh, I'm saying to enter the kind of, how would you describe the product? So for example, if you uh, sell, I don't know, Frisbees, uh, just type Frisbee into Google AdWords Keyword Planner, and see what kind of keyword ideas it will give you. So this is a starting point. Um, uh, there are many other keyword tools. Uh, at HFs we have uh, also our own. Um, but actually, except for the tools that will give you a list of ideas based on your, based on your target keyword, we call them seed keywords, the keywords that you use to uh, get a big list of ideas. Uh, there are also tools where you can plug the website of your competitor uh, and uh, these tools will show you all the keywords that bring them traffic from search. Again, we have this kind of tool at Ahrefs. Uh, Do you find that that's a good place to kind of start with a competitor? I think most people probably know who their competitors are. You know, and it, it, Do you find that that's a, a, a good place to start as well? I think that's actually the best place to start. Uh, but to be honest, uh, I, I, I don't quite agree with you that everyone knows who your competitors are. Uh, this again comes down to the point that uh, you mentioned earlier, that uh, people don't even know like uh, what's the right way to search for whatever they have. Uh, so this is why the sites that they think they are competing with might be uh, a little bit different from their actual competitors. So the way to find your competitors is, is first of all, you need to know uh, some keywords related to your industry, to your niche, to whatever you sell. Uh, so for Frisbee, that, that could be also like uh, outdoor games uh, or like, uh, I don't know, catch games or like whatever. I, I'm not that good with it. Uh, and then you put, you put these words, these, uh, search, these search queries 
uh, into Google, you see which websites will pop up, you examine these websites and you see if they seem to be doing the same thing that you are doing. So then if you're sure that this website seems to be uh, your competitor, you then plug it into one of these tools uh, that will show you all the keywords that this website is ranking for in Google. And this is an amazing place to start because uh, I would say that using seed keywords to get a list of keyword ideas and then uh, use these keyword ideas as seed keywords to get even more keyword ideas and kind of uh, this kind of inception, I don't know, uh, it's kind of hard and it doesn't always uh, bring you to great keyword ideas, but examining your competitors, you're kind of, uh, if someone is already targeting these keywords, uh, they're doing it for a reason. So by looking at what your competitors are targeting, you're uh, ensuring that these keywords uh, have some business value. So is that, 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 that's a feature, so that's a feature that you guys have with the AREFs tool, right? Yeah, so, uh, we, we have this feature at Ahrefs, so there's the same feature at SEMrush, there's the same feature uh, Moz has, has recently released, uh, and uh, a bunch more tools that, that uh, offer this feature. But so, of course, each tool has a different uh, like uh, amount of keywords, has a different size of the database, so yeah. What do you think about the concept of searching like, in Google and finding out the Google recommendations, right? Do you get the drop-down recommendations for phrases and terms that people might be searching that's related? Do you ever, does, do, do you know if any of the tools incorporate that or do you, you incorporate that methodology at all? Yeah, so there are like two places uh, in the Google itself where you can get keyword ideas. The first one is Google Auto-Suggest, uh, where you start typing a keyword and it will uh, show a drop-down with a kind of pre-entered searches that people uh, are searching for. So this is one. And the other one is that uh, when you actually do a search and get a list of search results, you can scroll to the bottom uh, and there you will have the related searches. It's like a dozen of them or something like this. Uh, and to be honest, doing that manually uh, doesn't make sense because there are quite a few tools that are scraping this information. Uh, so these are tools like uh, Uber Suggest, Answer the Public, and so on and so forth. And again, uh, in most uh, of the bigger tools like Ahrefs and SEMrush and others, we also have a report uh, which comes from uh, Google Autosuggest. But yeah, uh, I don't think these phrases are uh, like particularly better than what you get from like uh, any other source or any other tool. Interesting. It's just what, yeah, it's just one of the other ways to get uh, keyword ideas which are not necessarily better or worse. It's just one of the ways. So we've gone through AdWords, we've gone through a number of different tools, including AREFs, uh, we've gone through, um, you know, uh, doing some of the suggest type searching. By this point, you've got a laundry list of keywords. How do you organize that and start to make a decision on what you actually want to use? Yeah, so uh, this is the exact reason why I said that uh, using the kind of seed keyword approach to get a list of keyword ideas is not the best strategy uh, compared to researching your competition. Because, uh, yeah, if, if you generate a huge list of keyword ideas, going through all of them manually uh, is kind of uh, a little bit of trouble. But when you enter a website of your competitor, not only you can get the list of all keywords that they are ranking for, you can actually get a list of pages that are bringing them search traffic. So basically, uh, this is the same list of keywords that bring them traffic, but all keywords are already grouped 
uh, by a landing page already. So you don't have to figure out like how to group all these keywords. All these keywords are already grouped for you. And instead of targeting keywords, you're, you will be targeting pages. Uh, this is very cool. So wh where, where does it come into looking for opportunity, right? Because you might say, this, my, my competitor is an extremely authoritative site. And, and so they're getting traffic and ranking for a really competitive phrase that I also want to rank for, but I don't have that authority. I can't get that ranking um, right away. So is there a way to determine the keywords and the opportunity for you to actually rank? Yeah, so uh, first of all, I'd like to address the concept of uh, website authority. Um, it's kind of controversial, and uh, as far as I know, whenever uh, some Google representative will get asked uh, about uh, such thing as domain authority, they would say that they don't have it. Uh, and actually, I've seen experiments where people would uh, create uh, a few like um, blank websites, uh, and uh, one of these websites would have an orphan page, which wouldn't have any internal links from other pages of this website. Uh, and uh, in, in these kind of experiments, you would see that uh, the kind of raw domain authority doesn't really exist because you can only pass the kind of authority of your domain if you have internal links to this page. And here at HRFs, we also did a study. Uh, we tried to study if, uh, if internal links would correlate with your position in rankings, and they do. So basically, uh, our, our take at domain authority is that it's all about the internal links. I mean, so uh, New York Times, it, it can have, uh, it, it doesn't, can it, it has huge domain authority, uh, but there are like millions of pages there, uh, which means that some of, this, uh, some of the pages at, at New York Times are not really interlinked uh, with the website. So even though a website has a ton of authority, it doesn't pass the authority to all of their pages. Sure. Via, yeah, via internal links. So basically, uh, when I kind of uh, create some learning materials for HRFs, I always uh, don't recommend our customers to get discouraged by domain authority. Because the, the fact that a page was published in a high authority domain doesn't mean that it is an important page on this website and that it has a lot of internal links that would show Google that uh, this website thinks that this page is important. So it's mostly about the uh, outbound links. It's mostly about the links from other websites to your page. So I mean, if we have uh, uh, two similar pages with no outbound links uh, on websites, one of them is, has high, high domain authority, the other one has low domain authority. Of course, the page on the high domain authority website would rank better because this website can pass more value to this page sure. uh, with internal links. But if we start building outbound links to, to the page uh, on the low authority domain, it has great chances to outrank the high authority domain. So you wouldn't say that people should really focus so much on picking keywords based on competitive authority. They should really focus on what they are looking to do for their business and the best opportunity for success. And then worry, uh, about, and worry about building authority to those pages to help them rank over time. Yeah, this is a great point, but it's it's actually a, a separate thing. So first of all, I would like to say that uh, when people try to determine the competitiveness, the difficulty of some keyword, what they need to look at is the amount of backlinks pointing sure. uh, at the article. 
not not the domain authority. Not because the domain like authority. Said, yeah. Yeah, because like I said, I, I said domain authority is all about internal links, and most of the time, big websites with high authority they cannot have a good internal link profile to every page that they have. Uh, another great point that you mentioned is the business value. So it makes a ton of sense because if some keyword uh, has a ton of business value, I mean, uh, it is super targeted. It can bring you like amazing customers, people who are kind of ready to buy right away. Uh, and uh, it shows like that uh, the competition is high, that the amount of backlinks pointing to the top 10 ranking pages is high. Uh, should you just forget about this keyword? Of course not, because this is one of the best, best keywords you should target. It means that you need to put uh, the money, effort, time to get into the top 10 and start getting traffic for that keyword. Because if you will, if you will start targeting uh, low opportunity keywords, the keywords that uh, don't seem to bring uh, a lot of value to your business and spend your time and money there, then what's the point? You can get a lot of traffic, but that, what, what's the point if the traffic doesn't convert? Exactly. So we mentioned looking at the competitive, uh, you know, the competitor sites to kind of scrape them and then get a sense for like what kind of keywords they're getting traffic for. Is there any other considerations that you would, you know, suggest for picking which keywords to focus on? I mean, a lot of times people are going to come back with like a hundred keywords, right? How do they narrow that down to something that's, you know, uh, they can put a strategy behind actually kind of building and growing? Yeah, so uh, like I said, I'm a huge advocate of looking at competitors' pages over keywords. Uh, so basically in a tool like Ahrefs, you can uh, plug any competitor and see a list of pages that are bringing them traffic from search, along with like how much traffic each page brings uh, and how many keywords it ranks for. And also for each of the pages, we would show you the number of referring domains, the number of like uh, mm -hmm. websites that are linking to this page. And basically, if you have these two numbers, the number of uh, linking domains to a page and the traffic coming to, to this page, you can actually make decision like if this traffic that the page is getting is worth like working on link building to get this amount of websites linking to you. Perfect. And of course, we also have business value. So three things I would look at. I would look at the total traffic coming to a page of your competitor. I would look at how many backlinks this page has. And I would look at the business value, which is kind of uh, a little bit arbitrary number. But I think if you apply kind of basic logic, uh, you would be able to understand uh, if this kind of traffic, if this kind of searches uh, would convert into customers. Perfect. So I agree 100%. Yeah. So here's the thing. So as soon as I ever talk with any clients or anytime we deal with something, almost the next conversation that people have is, well, we have to build authority, right? And so a lot of people are intimidated by the concept of link building. Um, it's tedious. Um, a lot of times it's scary because of the rules that apply. But one area that people will really focus on is content marketing, right? So as soon as you get keywords, you almost always hear, okay, now we need to create some high quality content for those keywords. That's how we're going to end up ranking for those keywords. Um, when we start moving into the conversation of content marketing, how do you approach content creation and content marketing with the goal of SEO in mind? Uh, this is an amazing question. And uh, the, the first thing that uh, I can say here is that if you want to rank, uh, you need to ensure that uh, the page that you're going to create, the page that you're going to publish, 
uh, is going to be better than what's already there in the top 10 search results. Because if you cannot make a better page, then you don't really deserve to rank. True. Uh, yeah, Google is looking to to show the searchers the best uh, the best result for their for whatever they're searching. So the goal, your goal here is to create this best result for them, so that Google would put it uh, at the top. Uh, and creating that best result, uh, it depends on what results are there. So if you see that. Uh, all the top-ranking articles uh, or all the top-ranking pages uh, are created by people who are not professionals, who don't have any authority and credibility uh, in a given niche. For example, uh, let's say we have uh, some kind of dental uh, search query, and you see that the articles uh, that rank for this dental search query are written by uh, so-called copywriters, people who, whose job is to write content, but not actually, they, they don't have any experience with like... The, uh, the skill set, dentistry. right. Yeah, they don't have any, any skill set, so they might like read a few articles available online and rewrite them to, to create these search results. So if you will take a step further and if you will uh, go and talk to the actual dentists to get their insight or actually even have some dentist write that article for you, you actually have a ton of credibility uh, to rank over all these guys who who shouldn't be uh, writing about uh, dentist stuff in the first place. So yeah, it's it's it it all comes to your experience uh, in the topic and your credibility to talk about it. And That's I think I think everybody's been hounding for at least the last two years about quality, quality, quality. And there's so many case studies of people taking you know ten thousand pages and narrowing it down to two thousand and seeing great increases in, in search results by just having a higher quality of content, even if they're having like one you know twenty percent of the content they used to have. So it's definitely something that I think everybody would agree is super important. Um, that that's one way of looking at it to say you absolutely want to have a professional with you know the skill set behind it is there any i mean if you're looking at say is there any value in looking at four or five competitive rankings and saying well i'm going to include all the different elements like if one person's talking about one angle and another person's talking about another angle should i take both angles and bring it into my content so that i have the better of both in that regard uh yeah so first of all i also wanted to add a little bit about the topic of quality uh, because uh, the definition of quality may vary. Something of quality as a, a well-written piece that has like uh, good design, good visuals and stuff. Uh, other would define quality based on the actual information. So mm -hmm. what's the quality of information delivered? Because the article could be like super well-written, but it, it, it would, would not have any good information in it. As, as well as the other way around. The information can be amazing, but, but the person won't have any experience in writing web content, like which would be in the engaging to people. So the kind of the quality might be low. And in my opinion, Google still uh, would uh, go for the uh, value of information over the quality of how it looks or how it reads. So yeah, that's my point. Um, and about studying the top five or to top ten search results, of course, if you want to do a better piece, you need to uh, thoroughly study what's already out there uh, and try to create something better. But oftentimes, if you have the authority and credibility, for example, let's take us at HREFs, uh, we work with a lot of SEO data, we crawl the entire web, 
So we have a ton of information that no one else has. So when I write an article, I don't really re research what's already there a lot because I know that what, I, what I'm going to say uh, is going to be unique to us only because we are the only one, ones who has this information. So yeah, this comes back again to the, uh, to the topic of authority in, in a certain topic. If you're a dentist, you can create a great article uh, about teeth and like healing them and all that stuff. If you're a copywriter working for like a dentist SEO agency, uh, you won't be able to create this kind of content. So uh, the person who will create uh, the better content in terms of value to the reader uh, will eventually win. Because again, if, if you're talking about backlinks that help you rank in Google, people would link to pages that they know have authority, have credibility. For yeah. example, if I were to link to a page uh, about the right way to brush teeth, I would totally pick a page that was written by some award-winning dentist uh, over like, uh, I don't know, Lifehacker page or whatever. Because exactly. Lifehacker seems to be the authority website. They publish a lot of great content. But on the other hand, I have award-winning win dentist, like one of the best in his industry. And he has an article about brushing teeth. Of course, I will recommend I would link to that article. Exactly. One of the strategies I always used was I would reach out to experts and get quotes. So I would exactly. send my article to like four or five experts in the area and I'd say, look, this is an article I wrote. I would love to get, you know, a quote or if I'm missing something, maybe you could give me a paragraph or two to kind of fill in what I'm missing. And then afterwards, you can send it back to them. They'll most of the time link to it or they'll tweet it or they'll share it on Facebook, which is good signals coming from, you know, a, a, an expert kind of pointing back to your article. So that's one of the things that I always try to, you know, integrate is like quotes or, or things from experts as well um, you know to kind of yeah this that. is a great strategy and I'm usually making fun of it uh, by saying that this is how journalism is different from copywriting yes because yeah <laughs> when you're journalist you will fact check you will invite like authority people to participate in your piece of content if you're a copywriter you would just like read whatever is there and quickly write uh, an article I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about copywriters I'm just kidding uh, but yeah, I wish more people would fact, fact check uh, and invite authority people to participate in their content. Well, it's come quickly, but we've kind of run out of time. I feel like we could talk about this for hours, and I think we were joking about that from the beginning of the conversation. But I think yeah. we have a lot of really good points here. We have a lot of good, you know, how to approach keyword research, where to kind of look at competitive nature, how to utilize the tools to help you, and where to focus your energy. And then on the flip side, we have from the content marketing side, kind of like what's important as far as creating the content. I think it's a really good point. A lot of people don't take the extra you know, effort to really find an expert to write that content. Yeah. And I think that ultimately when we think about the couple hundred dollars it takes versus all the efforts you're going to make in link building, all the efforts you're going to make across the board, it definitely makes sense to find an expert to write the content that you're going to publish. Of course. Tim, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, can you close us out by just giving me a little information about where people can find you? Where can they get information about your tool? How can they follow you guys on the web? Just give me any kind of places that the listeners can kind of find more about you and your, your company. Yeah, so uh, if anyone wants to try out Ahrefs toolset, just go to ahrefs.com. Uh, and uh, you will get uh, a trial there. 
Uh, and if you want to learn more about me and my work, the guides that I wrote about keyword research, link building, uh, and the research that we did in the SEO space, uh, just add slash T-I-M, team, hrefs.com slash team, uh, and you will get all my best work uh, there. So that's pretty much it. Awesome. And we'll make sure we get all of that linked up when we do a recap uh, for the post. So anybody listening, awesome. check the site. I'll make sure we get the links in there. I'll make sure we get everything in there. And like I said, Tim, it's an absolute pleasure having you on here. I think we've learned a lot and I appreciate you joining us on the call. Thank you. I think it was totally great. Cheers. Cheers.